Gold Tiger fans, welcome to this week's edition of the Gillen's Game Plan Podcast. I really want to just say thank you for all the fans that traveled to Carrollton, Georgia this past week with us. Uh, the cheerleaders were there too, and all of you did a great job helping cheer on the Tigers in a hostile environment. We went into the number nine ranked West Georgia Wolves house and uh, came away with a victory. Really big game. Our, our guys played really, really well. was really proud of them. We'll get more to that in a minute. Uh, but just want to say how much we appreciate it when we look up in the stands behind us and a whole bunch of UWA Tiger faithful and the cheerleaders on the sidelines cheering with us. It means a lot, uh, especially during this three road games in a row stand that we're on right now. So uh, I hope you got a chance to watch it, even if you didn't get to go, because I was really proud of how our guys came out and, and won a hard-fought game. GSC battle on the road, and any way you can, anytime you can come away with a 38-20 to 20 victory, over a top 10 team in their house, that's saying something. So I was really proud of how our guys did there. Going a little deeper with just the way the game flowed and how everything went there, it was it was really a started off just a back-and-forth offensive game. West Georgia scored first two possessions, and, and then we scored our first two possessions as well. So ended up 14-14 after both teams had had a chance with the ball. And it uh, looked like we were in for a, a barn burner and a – and a heck of a night, and then got a stop and got a field goal, so went up 17-14. They came back and got a field goal, make it 17-17, and then there before the half, which was huge. We got a touchdown, good drive, 75-yard drive, and a touchdown to go up 24-17 at half. And I was really just proud of how our guys just handled the atmosphere, handled the big game, settled in, and, uh, you know, we had a few times on – those first two drives, we, we, we didn't get uh, get them off the field on third downs. And being a big game like it was, we could have easily panicked on the sideline. Our guys weren't having any of that. Uh, got in the locker room at halftime, felt really good about where we were. Wanted to come out and set a precedence in the third quarter and uh, and really challenged our guys with that. And we did. We ended up winning the third quarter 14-3. to And by the end of the third quarter, the game was pretty much in hand. And uh, we felt really good about where we were with it. So it was just a... Uh, Proud of how our, how our guys battle because that's a really good West Georgia football team, and uh, you know they came out and and threw a bunch of good punches at us, and and our guys just answered the bell. And you know it's always good at the end of the game when you can get the ball back with six and a half minutes, and uh, you know you're gonna run it. They know you're gonna run it. All you're trying to do is ice the game. We ran ten straight run plays, and uh, took the clock all the way down to one or two seconds each time, and. Ended up getting first downs after first downs after first downs, enough to run off the full six and a half minutes. So when you can end the game in that fashion, uh, that's really uh, exciting for us, but especially for our offensive line and our running backs because they know, hey, they know we're running it. We know we're running it. we got to get a few first downs to be able to really ice this game, and and we were able to do that. So I uh, was really proud of our guys uh, in that effort and uh, just, just proud of the whole, whole night. Uh, it was really exciting. Hope you got a chance to watch it if you weren't able to be there in person. As you know, each week we select as a coaching staff offensive, defensive, and special teams players of the game. And this week's offensive player of the game was quarterback Jack McDaniels. He was 25 of 34, which is 73% completion rate, 325 yards, and two touchdowns on the road in a, a top five defense's house. Really good game by him. Uh, obviously, a lot goes into that with receivers, O-line, running backs, and and everything is all encompassing, but uh, he had a, he had a great night. Defensively, Charvez Embry, defensive tackle, played really really well. Had three tackles, two assists, half a tackle for loss. Uh, 
graded out 100% on 59 plays. That doesn't happen very often for anyone and uh, was a major piece of our run game. Uh, our whole defensive front played extremely well. They played physical, played really disciplined. Uh, West Georgia had 40 yards total rushing the ball against us, which is something that they really you know, focus on wanting to do, be balanced, and, and have a good run game. And, uh, man, our defensive line altogether just played a heck of a job. But Charvez Embry played probably his best game since he's been here, so really proud of the effort he put on the field. And then player of the game in special teams was punter Trey Sullivan, had a 39.4 average, uh, no return yards against him, put two kicks inside the 20-yard line, and uh, had, a, had a good night kicking the ball. Didn't have to kick it a whole bunch, but had a good night when he had to, had to get out there and kick it. GSC-wise, the GSC always puts out a player of the week for the whole conference in, in each phase, and the GSC player of the week for special teams this week was our kicker, place kicker, Gabe Dunkel. Uh, Gabe's done a great job this year, all year long. Uh, was perfect on PATs, uh, perfect on field goals with a big 44-yard kick. That uh, was a, a very crucial time of the game uh, and did really, really well placing the ball on his kickoffs too. So really excited for Gabe to get that honor as GSC Special Teams Player of the Week. Uh, a lot of other guys that could have been mentioned, and it, like I said, it was just a really, really – Really good day. Uh, one that comes to mind, Tyreek Martin, receiver Tyreek Martin, had 166 yards receiving and a touchdown, made a couple really, really big catches. Um, Bailey Blanchard had six six receptions and a touchdown. Just a, just a whole course of people. Defensive end Chris Terrell, he had six or seven tackles, a, a sack or two, a t, two TFLs, uh, was just really disruptive in the backfield uh, as well. So really proud of the, the overall effort. It was, as you hear all the time, a complete team game, team win, and it really was. Our guys just played really well in all three phases, and I was really most impressed with the physicality that our guys brought. Uh, they came out there and, and were determined to play a very physical brand of football, and I really think that ended up being the difference in the game, and that's from the guys that were running the ball, the blockers in front of them, the the guys, when they were tackling uh, in all three phases of the game, it was just a physical brand of football, which I was very proud of. Uh, can't speak enough about the effort that our guys put out and that our coaches staff uh, put into the week. Now, where do we go from here? Well, we've got to go back on the road for our third conference road game in a row. We go up to Rome, Georgia this Saturday to play a noon central 1 o'clock Eastern kickoff against Shorter. The Shorter Hawks are a much improved Shorter team. They uh, they went 37 games, I think, without winning a game, and but have won uh, have gone 5 and 6 in their last 11 games. So much improved team, and you can see that on film. Uh, Zach Morrison is doing a great job up there, and, and uh, we've got a very pesky Shorter team that we've got to be prepared for. Uh, we bumped up in the polls a little bit, depending on which poll you're looking at. We're either 10th or 9th. So we've entered the top 10 of the polls, which is, is great and fun to talk about, but it's nothing if we don't do enough to stay there. So uh, that, that's the challenge is, is how can we continue to prepare each day to get a little bit better? You know, we talked about going from good, better to best last week in our positive play, and that's what we challenge our guys with every day. What's a way you can get a little bit better today? And, uh, you know, that's, that's the ticket. It's not about – who you're playing, what you're getting ready to do, where you're going. It's all about how much better can I get each day and stack those on top of each other. And then you turn around and, and you've, you've increased 
your ability and, and your execution level quite a bit. So we want to execute to a certain standard that's a really high standard. So that's the goal for our guys and the challenge for our guys uh, this week as we prepare for the shorter Hawks. I am really pleased uh, in being 5-0. and You know, when we mentioned – uh, I think several outlets and us after the game mentioned that this was the first time West Alabama was 5-0 and in its history. That is incorrect. We need to fix that. 1972, the year after the 71 team won the national championship, the 72 team opened up 5-0. and uh, and, and so don't want to take anything away from them and, and that amazing group. They ended up, I think, between 71 and 72. I think they won 17 games in a row. Uh, between the Troy game of 71 and then the, the first loss of 72. So that's a incredible feat and don't definitely don't want to take anything away from that. They weren't 6-0, and though, so if we can take care of business this week, we can lay claim to be the first team that was ever been 6-0 and uh, at this university. But uh, just, to, just to make sure everybody understands that we were in error when we said that, we are not the first team to go 5-0. and But I'm really excited about us being 5-0. and It's been a long time regardless. And our guys have worked really hard to go out there and put a great showing on the field and great effort on the field each week to get to that 5-0 and mark. And uh, that, that doesn't mean anything unless we continue it and, and keep it up. And that's what the, the plan is. Another milestone, I guess you'd say, is uh, a, a lot of people on social media were celebrating my 50th win as the head coach here, which is uh, something I'm, I'm extremely honored uh, to say. Uh, but it's not something that's that's mine to have alone by any stretch of the imagination. A lot of coaches and, and players went into each one of those wins, and and I'm really excited, you know, to share that with everybody that's been in this program or, or around this program the last seven years. So it's a, it's a cool milestone, but it's a different group group effort, program effort. Uh, I do like the fact that it shows where our program is, and and. When I got back here, my whole goal was to make sure all the alumni like myself and my, my parents had a football program that they could be proud of, and and not just on the field, but a program in, in every sense of the word that, that they could be proud of. And I think we've, you know, we've, we've done that. We're continuing to improve that. Uh, in the last four years, we've averaged 35 degrees per academic year being awarded within our football program, which uh, is, is what I'm most pleased with. Um, and then obviously put a string of, of winning seasons together here and uh, and, and now 5-0 and in, in 2021. So very pleased with that, and I appreciate all the congratulatory texts and, and tweets and, and everything that were sent. Just honored and humbled uh, by all of you uh, for reaching out and, and, and wanted to say I really appreciate it. For this week, humbled uh, by all of you. Uh, for reaching out and, and, and wanted to say I really appreciate it. For this week's donor spotlight, uh, I'd like to start off by saying thank you to Johnson Dodge uh, in Meridian, Mississippi. They do a great job supporting our program. Uh, if you've been in and around Meridian or been in Tiger Stadium for any home games this year, you've probably seen the commercial me and me and Lee Allen got to cut, and uh, that was a lot of fun doing that. But uh, they, they are huge supporters of the program. We couldn't do it without them, and, and they support the, me in this podcast, and I really appreciate them. And uh, so I just wanted to give them a shout-out. But for the donor spotlight of the week, I'd like to talk about a guy who our field bears his name, Terry Bunn. Terry Bunn was a board member at the University of West Alabama for a long time. 
and uh, super instrumental in everything positive that we have going on on campus right now. Uh, Mr. Bunn passed away and left us within the past year, and, and we still keep his family in our thoughts and prayers, and we miss him. Uh, he was I, I considered him a friend and, uh, and, and miss his texts and phone calls that, that we got to share. Wanted to spotlight him because without him, uh, there's a lot of things that wouldn't have taken place at this university to help us get to where we are, uh, obviously in football, and, and but but just university-wide. He just meant so much to, to our university and our community uh, through his personal giving and, and sacrifices, but, but also just him spearheading so many different projects and things for our university. So uh, Mr. Terry Bunn is our donor spotlight for the day. His name is on our field, so it's Tiger Stadium at Terry Bunn Field or Terry Bunn Field at Tiger Stadium, and uh, his name will always be uh, there and, and, and representative of what he's meant to us in this program. Uh, so to the Bunn family, we, we our thoughts and prayers continue to be with you, and uh, we hope you know and understand how much you all and Mr. Terry meant to, to me personally and to our university and our football program. time for this week's positive play positive play this week as we as you know if you've heard the last couple episodes each week we have a positive play which is just a a spinoff on anything positive that, that we can give you to help enlighten you make you realize the impact you can have to others around you and it's all stuff that we've talked about in our program and continue to talk about with our with our guys and just trying to make positive impacts i think the power of thinking positively is is huge and very important in everyday life and uh, this week's positive play is going to come from another guest speaker that we've been very fortunate to have speak to our team in the last few years. His name's Damon West. Twitter and Instagram pages are Damon West Seven, all one word and the the number seven. Check him out. He's got a lot to uh, to offer. I can't go uh, tell you his whole story right now. It's it's a very very um, unreal stories just from where he started to where he what he went through and where he is now and the and the difference he's making and the impact he's making uh all across the country but uh, just a unique guy very cool guy awesome dynamic speaker uh that did a great job when he came in and spoke to our guys but his his message uh starts with a, a thing that he and his he and john gordon wrote a book about um but when damon was in in prison he got told the uh, story of a coffee bean and it really helped change the his life and the impact he can have. So he calls himself the Coffee Bean Guy, and they've written written a book that's titled that, The Coffee Bean. And what it's all about is anytime we're going through anything in life, life's like a, a pot of uh, hot boiling water. And, uh, you know, it gets hot on us, and, and we go through storms. We, we face all kind of adversity and trials and, and tribulations. Well, anytime we go through those, we have three choices. We can We can become like an egg. An egg, when it's in hot water, boiling water, hardens on the inside. It lets it. It lets the environment that it's in control and change its inside to be hard uh, and completely different than what it was. Uh, we can be like a carrot. A carrot softens all throughout, so it lets the hot water soften it and uh, completely change its structure. Or we can be like a, a coffee bean. And a coffee bean, when put in hot water, changes the environment. It changes the water and turns it into something beautiful, changes it into coffee. And uh, the bean itself is not changed, but it changes the everything around it. And, and that's the attitude that I think we should take as we go through any types of trials or adversity or bumps in the road. 
look for ways to change our environment through it. Uh, have the attitude, the positive attitude that, that will help us do that. Uh, and then make an impact. That's what life's all about. Don't let your environment impact you, but you impact everyone around you, uh, no matter what your environment is. So the positive play for the today is uh, the coffee bean story. So check out Damon West uh, on Twitter or Instagram and, and look further into his story. It's really cool, really good guy. Uh, so I hope that helps you out today. Go Tigers. <laughs>